This is Learn From Others, where we interview a cross-section of successful individuals so you can learn from their experiences, achievements, and even their mistakes. We ask four questions that will educate and inspire. Greg Stanley will be your guide as we join our guests on a journey from adolescent daydreaming to success in today's world. Join us on this adventure as we learn from others together. Welcome to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. I'm very excited to introduce our special guest, Travis Trisco. Travis, thank you for taking us on your career journey today. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. No problem. Well, before we find out what you're actually doing today, let's start at the very beginning. And would you please tell us, what did you want to be when you grew up? Gosh, I think that's the question that's always, uh, everyone looks back on it, and they could probably have a, a million different answers. But uh, mine was always pretty consistent. I wanted to uh, work with animals. Wanted to be a veterinarian. Oh, that's cool. Now, what drove that? Did you grow up on a farm? Did you have a bunch of pets? Did you not have a pet and really wanted a pet? What drove that? <laughs> um, did not grow up in a farm, although uh, my spouse did. So it's kind of funny. She's uh, uh, definitely been able to introduce me to more and more animals throughout our lives. But uh, for me, um, it was just always having a, an attraction to animals, whether it was dogs or cats or just, you know, going to the zoo, they always just seemed so interesting to me. And growing up, you could say my house was a zoo. So being the oldest of <laughs> four kids, oh, uh, wow. we had three dogs, cats, lizards, hamsters, fish, you name it. Uh, so it was just always something that intrigued me. And I think that animals for a lot of us are can be like family. And so you want to keep them healthy and happy because they're a loving member of that family. And so, yeah, I just thought being a veterinarian would be would be pretty cool. This is an unfair question, but you, if you had to pick your favorite pet, what was it? Ah, oh, man, I've had oh gosh, so many. Um, I, I would still have to say it was our golden retriever, just because that dog was so happy-go-lucky. You could tug on his ears. He grew up with four kids, so patient, so kind. And I just think that you know, for uh, you, I don't want to discriminate against breeds of dogs because there's a lot of great ones, but golden <laughs> retrievers, they. Uh, just best friend. Now, what was the name of the dog? Goldie? Uh, Charlie. Name was no, Charlie. that's okay. That's pretty good. I, we didn't have a lot of imagination growing up. Our white cat was named Snowball, and our <laughs> our our little duck was named Ducky. You know, it wasn't a big stretch when it came to naming animals in our house. <laughs> hey, I like it. What's wrong with that? Yeah, yeah. Well, what was your favorite hobby or subject in school? You know, I, I was a little different than the rest of my friends who really enjoyed the easier classes or maybe... Uh, history or things that were a little bit more, I guess, intriguing to them. But for me, it was chemistry. I, I was a chemistry whiz. I don't know, just the, the math behind it and the compounds and uh, everything that went from, uh, you know, carbon binding to organic chemistry, which is just always super intriguing to me. Now, what was your first actual job where you got a paycheck and had some responsibility? Uh, so for me, you know, I'm kind of unique. It's been Starbucks all the way. I started as a barista while I was in high school. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Well, we just kind of jumped to the next part, which is what do you do today? <laughs> and it's obviously you're at Starbucks. So if you would tell us, what is your job at Starbucks? Yeah. So it's it's been quite the journey. Um, I'm now a district manager uh, with Starbucks Coffee Company, and I have been for the past two years. So a district manager, um, I feel like that title can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different companies, but essentially mine is kind of a, a hybridized role, and I love it because I get to not only lead uh, a team of leaders, so have 12 store managers placed throughout the northern Cincinnati through Dayton area of Ohio, but uh, specifically also getting to develop in their store teams. So I have uh, indirect reports 
uh, probably about 225 uh, local baristas and shift supervisors through that area. But it's also a mixture of, you know, compliance, driving operations in stores, making sure that uh, really elevating the customer connection for everybody that comes in, but also from the partner side, which is what we call our employees, because we, we share in uh, the pride and stock of the company. But for them specifically, I want them to get to a better place because I was that high schooler that was a barista that didn't know what he was doing. I wanted to be a veterinarian. And then uh, the reason why I'm not is because I fell in love with this company and I learned that as much as I loved animals, I really like people. I like getting right. to know people and helping people reach their goals, whether it was, hey, I want to move up in Starbucks and do something else uh, with the company, or, hey, I'm only going to be here for a couple of years, but teach me as much as you can about life skills and let me apply that somewhere else. Right, right. And some of the best companies I've found are the ones that hire from within. So you, you get in there at an entry point position, and then you're able to move up all the way up into the executive levels in some cases. Uh, yeah. I know there was a story about someone at Costco that started out as a cashier and then became one of their executive vice presidents, you know, it took a little while, oh, wow. but, mm-hmm. but they were able to make it all the way up. So if you would, could you walk us through kind of that first job uh, as a barista and some of the obstacles you faced and then how did that progress into what you're doing today? Yeah. And, and I would say from a, a leadership standpoint, I, and I would say, and don't tell my store managers this or they might hear it anyway, <laughs> but uh, the baristas, they, they really have one of the hardest jobs. I agree. <laughs> and one of the most important jobs because there is this incredible amount of pressure to make every moment a world-class moment for our customers, but also for the team that you work with. It's very much a team-based scenario, uh, day in and day out. You're never by yourself. But at the same time, you know, I think for our hourly baristas, uh, you know, the typical role day-to-day, uh, there's you know, making beverages to the exact order that our customers have, the ability to customize and handcraft that perfect beverage and perfection means different things to different people. Um, But doing it in an atmosphere where we have to balance that connection and really wanting to build a relationship with that customer, but also being respectful of their time, since most people are on the go and trying to get to work and the other things that they got to do, taking kids to school and whatnot. So it really is a job that requires our baristas to be able to connect genuinely but also to multitask, be uh, respectful of time by managing that and prioritizing that at the drop of a hat, all while working uh, with machines, keeping the machines clean, following those principles around, uh, you know, making sure that we're not prioritizing the cleaning and the tasking over the customer. So there's a lot of moving pieces that come in day and day, and I would say the really cool piece about that is I can tell you for the last 12 years, there's never been a day at Starbucks that I've ever been bored. Um, we're, we're constantly having fun, but I, you know, I would say that for someone in that position, I would say more importantly than anything, got to be a people person, the ability to connect with others, share with others, find out information about people. What are they doing? What are they up to? Why do they like the beverage the way they like it? Um, and I think that that's been a life skill that helped me where I am today, as well as me then being able to invest and help others is. Um, from a you know very early time in high school when we're still kind of coming into our own as individuals and uh, maturing, I think that being in a team-based uh, environment where I'm consistently interacting with the general public and having to communicate, use strategy, time management, um, there's a lot of useful skills here that you pick up that you probably don't really look at or realize when you're looking at the job description for a barista. Right, right. And where did you go from being a barista? Was that to... 
like a shift manager, then an assistant manager, then a manager? Like what's the typical career path like? Yeah, and and I'll kind of share a little bit about the, the mobility with that too. So I actually started in central Kentucky in the Lexington area as a barista, but to answer your question, yes, that's correct. So we move up, you would move up to an hourly supervisory position um, where you essentially are delegating and managing the floor um, during busy times and volumes and balancing, you know, local labor laws, making sure that we're staying within food safety while also still elevating that customer connection point first and foremost. And I was actually able to do that in central Kentucky. And then uh, I don't want to get too far ahead, so you can feel free to cut me off. But from there, we um, have those that are interested move into an assistant manager program, which mm, is okay. actually more like a manager and training program. So it's not a permanent position. We want everyone to that wants to be a manager to have their own store. So um, I was actually fortunate enough to do that in central Kentucky uh, around, I think it was 2011, 2012. Did that uh, pretty, pretty quickly, uh, very thorough training and um, got to then actually be a part of a brand new store opening, the first of its kind actually in southern Indiana. So there's the opportunity to move and to relocate, to find opportunities at the organization and actually got to be a store manager outside the Louisville market probably from 2013 to 2017 when I got the opportunity to become a district manager and move to Cincinnati with my wife, who was also a store manager for Starbucks. So it's a family affair here. Wow, that's really cool. Well, what is your typical day or week like? Because it sounds like you have a pretty good-sized geography and a lot of touch points, many managers. Yes, absolutely. So to answer your question, the week-to-week can be very different, very flexible. Our priorities are constantly shifting. So for my role specifically, it's helping the store managers to prioritize and balance their needs for in-store. And the reason for that is ultimately, first and foremost, always for the customer. But there's a lot of pieces that can change Um, whether it's a a local strategy that we want to focus on because maybe there's a piece we feel like we need to do better at or maybe something that we need to capitalize on. Uh, There could also be regional directions. There could be directions from Seattle where our headquarters is where maybe we need to try something different or based upon uh, previous shareholder public meetings since we are a publicly owned company, uh, we might change policies and procedures. So depending on the scope and where that affects the partners or employees, again, can really affect my overall direction. So I would say typically on a week-to-week, Mondays are pretty flexible. Administrative times allows me to plan and really prioritize where I need to be and who I need to spend that day with. But the rest of the days of the week, um, I I would say there's pretty flexible hours. It's uh, allowing me to prioritize and travel to the stores I need to be with, be with the store manager side-by-side, working shoulder-to-shoulder with them and their store team so that we can problem-solve any gaps that there might be so that we can just do the best we can to continue to elevate that experience. But at the same time, if we have volunteer events that pop up or uh, maybe we want to engage the customers in a different way by having uh, coffee seminars, um, we get to travel around and do that as well. And it's always fun to kind of break out of the normal work week mold and uh, give back to the community as well. That's really cool. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of variety in what you have, as well as a lot of unforeseen challenges. I'm sure at any point you could have a phone call of something going on in one of your locations that would need to be addressed. So it sounds like you have a lot of variety in the job. Yes, I, I would say a uh, most recent example I, I can give, because obviously public knowledge, but uh, last week in Dayton, uh, there was a water issue where the water main, water main for the Dayton area had actually burst, and I think there was like over 100 million gallons of water that was just depleted from the city. And so um, in an effort of public food safety, but also water conservancy, we actually had to close a few locations for a few hours, which 
you know, it was always a disappointment to customers, I'm sure, but at the same time, we took care of those employees that were scheduled that day but, and made sure that our customers knew that those locations that were closed, well, we're sorry for the inconvenience, your safety comes first. Right, right, exactly, yeah. That's, that's a great example of an obstacle you had to overcome and inform your consumers about what was going on. So that's cool. As a reminder, you can check out all previous episodes at learnfromothers.org. And if you're an educator or student, you can search for podcasts by career clusters. And I just added a library for any of our previous guests that have published books. I also list the top 10 business books for 2018 as well as all time. So be sure to check it out. So Travis, we just learned what you wanted to be when you grew up, which was a vet, and what you do today, which is not a vet. <laughs> so if you could do it all over again, what would you do differently? You know, I... I've actually been asked this before, and I don't think I would do it differently. I'm on cloud nine with Starbucks. I really feel it was by happenstance I fell into it. You know, there's times when I hear of others who, and I've had, I have friends, people that I've known since high school that have had, at this point, same age as me, three, four, five, six different jobs. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I feel that everybody needs to find uh, the place that makes them happy. And I know that it kind of sounds like that cheesy motto, which is, if you're happy with what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. But for me, it's true. You know, since I was 16, 17 years old and being able to fall right into that, it didn't just come, you know, through happenstance. I definitely had leaders in the right place that encouraged me to grow and develop myself. And I think because of that, looking back, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. That's great. It's great that you realize that that's where you are right now. And it really makes you appreciate the job even more. So that's really cool. Well, let's make the assumption that someone in our audience wants to do what you do, wants to be a district manager for Starbucks. Let's get really specific here. <laughs> what would you recommend for them? And is there a typical career path? I guess holistically from a personality standpoint is you have to be someone who is comfortable with receiving feedback, but also comfortable getting uncomfortable. Mm. And what I mean by that is Starbucks specifically is a company where we encourage and embrace growth, but also recognize that as a company that its partner base or employee base is a melting pot, um, different races, genders, ethnicities. When we have that many different people working together, we become stronger. But with that also being said, when you have that many different personalities and backgrounds, and to your point earlier, you talked about Starbucks having a strong culture of promoting within. We also promote and hire from without, too. We believe that there needs to be a balance of um, internal versus external knowledge that makes our team and our bond stronger. But with that, I would say you can own your development and move as fast as you want in this company. If you embrace change, embrace opportunity to try something that may be foreign to you, but at the same time uh, make you feel uncomfortable. And so just a quick story I have on that. When I was a store manager outside the Louisville area, there was opportunities for me to work cross-functionally with some of our locations inside Kroger's and Target. And those are not company-operated. They're a licensed venture. So those employees that work inside Kroger and Target are technically Kroger and Target employees. They didn't have to listen to a word I, I had to say about, you know, maybe how a certain retail uh, looked or maybe um, we were talking through beverage quality. But through relationship building, which I would say is the second most important piece, um, and helping build that buy-in and trust, we were able to create a more un unique experience, world-class experience for customers because realizing, hey, the customers that come into Target or Kroger, which are great companies, are also the customers that are probably going to come into my store at Starbucks. We want to make sure that everything that we do, even though we work for different companies, is buttoned up. And I think for me, it was uncomfortable because I had to leave my store, you know, my little 
my little store to go into a huge Target or Kroger and uh, talk to people who I've never met and that, you know, technically don't work for me and I don't work for them. And we had to find this common ground. And I think that those are just holistically some pieces that can certainly help any individual in any company, but with Starbucks specifically, getting that in line first can help you. And then I would also say networking is highly important. So for anyone that would be interested in that kind of career path, I think reaching out to those that are currently in that position, asking them questions, uh, and not just role-specific, but more of what do they like about what they do, what do they like about the people they interact with, what do they like about the challenges that they face, because as you and I know in our work lives, like not everything is always gundrops and rainbows, right? Right. <laughs> so I, I think that those pieces, as plain as they may sound, are, are very prevalent and very true and um, can really get an individual not only far in life, but I think pretty far in Starbucks. No, that's great. That's great. Well, what advice would you give a student who's currently enrolled in a college, university, or trade school? Well, the two pieces of advice I would get in this, uh, again, is my opinion, but I would say perseverance. Um, I, ch- I changed my degree three times. So for me, it you know could be, have been a lack of, of wisdom or patience or whatever you'd like to call it, but you know I started out pre-veterinarian, realized that uh, not only did I want to try and do something different because of my love with Starbucks, but also at the same time knew, knowing I still need a degree, I didn't really have the grades for veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, for me it was I should have networked and reached out to others that had potentially been in the same position that I had been in, which is, hey, I don't really know what I want to do because I like working at Starbucks and I want to grow at this company, but I know it's important to get my degree and it would make my parents proud. And so reaching out to those like such as your parents, college advisors, helping them stay grounded so you're able to find your niche and push through and, you know, succeed academically. But networking is vitally important. I think that if you're able to perform at college while also picking up an internship or a part-time job, especially in a field that you're interested in, again, that getting comfortable, getting uncomfortable piece comes right there because you're going to learn a lot around time management, working uh, through prioritizations between keeping your grades up while also, you know, pursuing job experience. And just my opinion, I think as someone who looks at resumes often, I think academics are highly important, but I think that balance of work experience there is also true too because for many companies, we can teach the skills of, you know, how to run the day-to-day business operationally, but personality, that comes from years of interacting with other people and interacting in public settings and work settings. And I think that getting those pieces earlier in life can only help you as you further go down the road. Right. That's great. Well, now it's time for the most important question yet. What's the weirdest drink you've ever seen ordered? <laughs> Honestly, I've only seen this happen once before, but uh, I see it on social media every now and then. But I think it's uh, free rewards for, for rewards customers where they can mm-hmm. literally get any beverage they'd like and customize it. And it's free. Um, and I know realizing I'm saying this now, it's not something I would encourage, but <laughs> um, I've seen where people will get like, uh, you know, like 30 pump syrup drinks uh, with eight shots of espresso and they'll add two bananas and p- blend it all into a Frappuccino because, hey, it's for free. Wow. And then they get it and they try it. And they're like, you just see the look on their face, <laughs> which is saying, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe you're 
eyes were a little <laughs> in your stomach there. And so we always offer to make it right. Like, okay, we had our fun, but maybe we should get you something you're actually going to enjoy since that was your reward. Yeah, <laughs> I just upsize to a venti. That's all I do. <laughs> yeah, so I just thought whenever I see that, it's kind of funny. Well, are there any current projects you're working on that you would like to share? Yeah, absolutely. So um, a current project, and I think this is kind of a, again, more of an open invite slash uh, kind of a holistic approach. But we have a website, which is Starbucks dot volunteermatch.org and through this website um, Starbucks actually likes to know what's happening in our communities um, as part of our pillars and mission of our company we like to be involved and to uh, give back when we can and so besides potentially providing coffee for local events we also like to provide you know on boots on the ground uh, labor if we can so with that being said, half the battle is just knowing what's going on around us. Occasionally we see people post things on our community boards inside our stores, or they might come in and ask specifically for help. But especially for nonprofits, we encourage them to go to this website, again, starbucks.volunteermatch.org, and to literally list what their nonprofit is, what kind of events they have going on, how many volunteers they might need. Um, and we check this pretty regularly, and between – uh, just my district, which again covers the North Cincinnati Dayton area, we actually also have four other districts that encompass outside of the metro areas, but also downtown Cincinnati through northern Kentucky. So there's a lot of opportunity for us to find what's going on in our backyard. How can we get connected with you and your organization? How many partners can we provide to help that? And, um, from that, and hopefully establish a relationship where we can do that over and over again. Oh, that's great. That's a really great program. So thanks for sharing. Thank you. Well, and as with most journeys, success largely depends on reliable transportation. And I'm a huge car enthusiast, so I am curious, what was your first car? Oh, gosh. My first car, and I also a huge car guy, but mine was a uh, 1987 uh, BMW 325 IS, so the E30 class. Wow. Um, yeah. That's a new with the E30 class. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it, which is even funny because I'm six foot seven. So, I don't know how I actually got in and out of that to go back and forth to school, but not the largest car, but gosh, that car was super fun and meaningful to me because first major purchase I ever bought, bought it for $500, restored it with my dad, who huge car guy, and then ends up in regrettably <laughs> selling it. I should have kept it. Parts of me wish I still had it now. Did it have a sunroof? It did. It had a sunroof, so you can see the tuft of my hair kind of hanging out. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. <laughs> well, what so, is your dream car? Honestly, uh, the M class of that car, so the high-performance model, I suppose you can say, just because, one, it's a collectible, but if, I would just love to have one and drive on the weekends and I have a son of my own now, and it's just one of those things where I remember the times I had with my dad and that car, and I feel like if I had that car again, to be able to pass it along to my son would be a really fun legacy, so to speak. But if we had to get to high-dollar cars, I'm a huge Aston Martin guy. Oh, nice. James Bond really uh, really did it for me. So probably the the DB5, again, mm -hmm. if we had to go oh, for yeah. a Classic. collector's car. Yeah. Gosh, that's a beautiful car. Also, I don't think I'd fit in that one either. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't fit in that one either. But I don't know if you know this or not, but that actual James Bond car actually resides in a collection in Cincinnati. I did not know that. Yeah. We can talk more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to. Yeah. Well, one great perk to some jobs is a company car. So if I had all the money in the world, I'd love to buy you a cool company car. So this one was kind of fun. Actually, this one was really, really easy. 
And, <laughs> you know, you're probably like, well, what, what would you get for someone who works at Starbucks? So I don't know. Are you familiar with JDM cars at all? Uh, a little bit, not huge. Okay. So that's Japanese domestic market cars. So these are cars that were sold in Japan, never made it to the U.S., but they're coming over now because they've hit the 20 year, whatever it is, age in which they can now be imported. So the car I picked for you, and it's, it's, it's kind of like a Miata. So it's smaller, but the one I picked for you, you can see it on my website right now. Uh, it's a Suzuki Cappuccino. <laughs> and that's the actual name of the car. And it's, it's a pretty cool car. It's a little three-cylinder turbo engine, rear-wheel drive, kind of sporty and fun. The one I posted online is actually a hopped-up, cool convertible version because I knew you were tall. Uh, so that's the one I picked out for you. When I saw Suzuki Cappuccino, I said, well, that's the car for you. So I hope you like it. Well, maybe one day. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it was convertible because I was going to ask. hope it has a sunroof too because I'm going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much. What's one way that our listeners can learn more about you and your company? Well, first and foremost, with Starbucks Coffee Company, just uh, Starbucks.com. We actually have a, a company heritage page on there that shares more about our history. But as for uh, locally, um, I can be reached at my email, uh, which is ttrisco, T-R-I-S-K-O, at starbucks.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking us on your career journey today. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram at Greg Stanley LFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.